Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the last episode of the year 2021. Fox in the Box, episode number 12. And this time we want to have a little recap of what happened in 2021. Talk about some bands that we were listening to through the year. And also, yeah, enjoy some flashbacks to little moments that we had, that we really liked. Learnings that we had. And of course, I'm not going to do this alone. But together with my beautiful partner called Kayo. Is he here also? Hello. And I think you can give us some information about the agenda now. We have three main things to discuss today. We have, first and foremost, the top moments of the year for us. There were so many. We lost the count. We were here for half an hour before trying to decide. Um, afterwards, we're naturally going to list three bands, each of us, that helped us uh, during the year so that we couldn't stop listening to those folks. And last but not least, each of us will share one wish for 2022 as every good celebration of the end of a year should be very nice so let's start with the top moments of the year and there's one very obvious thing probably for all the people that also know us we released our first ep called year zero already in the beginning of the year right like in january or february yeah. January. Yes, February was the end of February. Uh, end of January was Nightcrawler, the first single coming out, and the EP came in May. Came out in May with all the five songs. Yeah, what can we say about this? <laughs> was yeah, it? it was a lot of work, huh? Yeah, well, it was, more than uh, we imagined. Yeah, exactly. I think um, what you always can say afterwards is, of course. Um, being very proud, but also looking back at a very long uh, road, a lot of things that 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 we had to do, that we actually saw coming, because we always love to plan things. But also, there were many things that were different, and where we also learned a lot of new things because things are different, and um, and some things are, yeah, just not how you expect them, and then you go different uh, ways, or you. You get a bit frustrated with things. Um, but overall, I'm very happy how it went. And when the EP is there, I was also super happy and I'm still very proud with it. And um, yeah, I think it's nice. We learned a lot with this also for the next releases, I would say. Absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, Yeah, from, from the very simple things like process itself, right? On uh, pre-production, production itself... Um, we already learned a lot there. I remember us recording things together and realizing, okay, yeah, we could have experimented with this a bit more. Next time we could improve on this, which is something we always have as a band, right? We we really like at the end of any process kind of reflecting on it and then seeing what we can learn. It wouldn't be different with the EP. Um, and to me, I would also definitely thank again the people who helped us to, to make this possible. So Chris Falk, our lovely engineer who who did it for mixing and mastering he's he's a, a producer as well a musician uh, he was a, a key guy to to helping us getting the sound we wanted uh sebastian 
What's his surname? I don't remember. Sorry, Sebastian. Bra Braunreuter. Sebastian Braunreuter. Genau. Yeah, from Mix Berlin. Very nice studio and also very, very chill to work with him. I really enjoyed it because, I mean, we recorded drums and vocals and um, with the drums he was there and um, yeah, watching and helping. It was very, very good work and very easy and It was and excellent. Went, yeah, super cool. So thanks to, to Sebastian and, and Chris, of course. Yeah, also from my side. Yeah, and uh, Julia as well, who we talked to in the last episode. So she really helped with the pictures to make it look shiny and amazing for our, our promotion stuff. And of course, our families, partners, friends, and everyone else who, who chipped in, had a listen and had something to say and shared and so on. So yeah, I'm really thankful for all this, those folks. And we, I think it leads to the second point, which is a bit of coverage, right? We... We didn't have a lot of coverage, but the, the coverage we had was absolutely appreciated and it was very special for us. The first one that we have on the list is this little magazine in Germany called, you know, the name, Philip? Visions. Visions. Yeah. Or in good German, Visions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they wrote, oh man, that was, that was a nice moment because they wrote, um, Gerrit is his name. He has like a, little page where he's writing about newcomers and uh, he wrote some very, very nice lines about us um, which made us super proud and uh, I think it's of course, it's, it's good to, to be confident yourself with your music and not listen to much what others think, but still, of course um, you need these moments at least I need them a lot, I think I don't know how it is with you, Kyle probably sure. the same yeah it's it just helps like when you see okay there's something someone who really really appreciate what you do and thinks it's very professional also so it was a great honor to yeah, just just go to a to a shop and buy this magazine and open it and then there's a lovely people a lovely picture of us <laughs> yeah um, that's true made by julia yeah made by <laughs> julia yeah and um yeah that that was definitely something very special Which also leads us, which is maybe a bit of the same direction also as our next point, uh, Fritz Unsigned, the, the radio station Fritz. Um, they invited us to play live on the radio um, at their newcomer show. And also there we had a very, very nice time, I would yeah, say. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was, we played two songs, right? They, they played uh, Pride on, on the radio and then we played two songs and we had one video made out of them, right? Which was Nightcrawler available on our, our YouTube channel. Yeah, we will put that in the show notes, of course, if you're interested about more yeah. information. Yeah. That was also super yeah, was, special, yeah. Because they were... really cool. They're also, the interview was super chilled. I, I was a bit nervous because i don't know if you remember we were building up everything we made sound check there in the radio station and everyone was super chilled and yeah. then we were outside and then someone said hey you guys should come in and then we came inside and then already like pride was already live and we knew on like the radio yeah, yeah. like um, we knew that when they start playing our song pride in the radio afterwards they will directly start with the interview but no one was there and i was yeah. like super nervous and then um Uh, what was his name? Also, also Christoph. Also Chris, Christoph. Yeah, he yeah. came in and he was super chill. And then he started talking with you about Brazil and about the pandemic situation there. Yeah, and I was, yeah. I was like, 
man, it starts in 30 seconds. And then I was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and you were also so chilled. And I was like, am I the only guy who's a bit nervous here? And then suddenly, <laughs> and then, and then suddenly it was like, the song was out. And, and then he jumped into the interview and suddenly it, we were live. Uh, was, I was, of course, nervous as well. Yeah, it's just that, that it didn't yeah, show that much. That, that, that was, was a off. funny moment to me as well because I was um, a little bit awkward at the same time. But yeah, very nice, of course. Um, it was quite a trip. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Mm -hmm. This also reminds me of an item we didn't add here, but uh, very fair to remember. Uh, there is a, a Brazilian blog magazine called Tenho Mais Discos Que Amigos, which I follow since a long time already. And they wrote about this as well, like a very nice article listing, talking about our songs and listing our bio and so on. And that was also a very special moment for us, right? Uh, seeing this, uh, you know, international media coverage, man. That's so <laughs> Yeah, and I think so especially badass. especially for you, right? I mean you are um I can imagine that's very special for you when something in your home country is also happening. For sure. And you know, those guys they write about uh, big big Brazilian acts, big international acts. I discovered some some acts because of them, so I was really, really stoked when they wrote us saying, Hey, we're gonna write a little thing about you guys. So thanks thank you folks once more for, for that coverage. Very cool. Um, and apart from that, we also played our very first uh, live stream gig, right? In front of cameras, which was a bit strange, but absolutely lovely as well. At this place called Werk Neun here in Berlin. Uh, Phil, you're very good friends with all of them since ages, right? So they, they always supported us since, since day one, pretty much, when we played our first gig there. Really thankful for them. Yeah, I think it was a very special moment in, in two ways, because... It was our first gig after one year. Um, and yeah, of course, it was also the place where we played the very, very first time in in Berlin uh, back in 2019, two years ago already. So um, yeah, it was nice to, to be there again and have a very nice atmosphere. Of course, still a bit uh, accompanied by the whole Corona situation. So still a bit tense and being careful, but We, we could enjoy yeah. it a lot. It was very nice. Um, yeah. Very cool. good experience, yeah. To me, personally, it was weird to play not for an audience because I get a lot of the energy for the performance from the people there as well, uh, the, the feedback sort of thing. But it was a very valid experience. I, I liked it. The recording is really nice. We, we, we put two songs already in our YouTube channel, but and we're going to put some more of the like little pieces of the live stream in the following weeks so everyone can watch it. But yeah, it was a bit of a surreal experience, right? Us playing and the folks there operating the cameras and like no reaction. So <laughs> yes. it just increased my respect for, for uh, artists doing live streams, you mm. know, um, on a, like always, you know, uh, I have a lot of respect for that because it's not an easy thing. Tech, both technically, the amount of things you need to prepare for it, it's like underappreciated, I think but also just keeping the pace and keeping the, the good energy when there's no audience there, right? That was interesting for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's 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 very hard. I think to me, it, it's not that much of a difference because I just play drums in the background, right? But I can really feel that for you as a front guy who's interacting and you love interacting with the audience is definitely mm. not the easiest thing. But we had but. a gig in front of people in uh, September 
And that one was definitely um, my top moment of the year, I have to say, because it was yeah. so beautiful. We um, played at a festival called Teestivil in Bielefeld. And there were, I don't know, around 200, 300 people when we played in the evening. And uh, it was open air. And the people were like young, motivated, and all everyone was super thankful for having live music. You could really feel that from the beginning of the festival. So it went the the whole afternoon already with every band. Everyone was super positive. I, I never saw an audience which was so energetic. Actually, it was the yeah. whole time that the bands got the energy from the audience and not the other way around. But Absolutely. like what I'm more used to is that it's more to your job as a band, right? That you go there and push them. Yeah. But that was crazy and that felt That was a very special moment to me because I realized again, ah, okay, this is how it is to play and this this is why you do all the things. Um, and after a long time without an audience, it, it was so special and uh, it gave me a lot of new energy and uh, I, I could really live from this a couple of weeks, even months. Like still now when I think back of this, I'm very thankful for the experience. Yeah, I would also say it was a landmark and uh, during the year for me. Yeah, yeah, just the fact that we managed to after such a long time play live and it's as you said it was everyone was crazy. It also helped that we were playing in the evening like almost towards the end of the festival and everyone was already drunk <laughs> and super happy and you know just jumping and interacting and they had some spontaneous I don't know four or five mosh pits going on. It was ah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Pits, yeah. Ooh, yeah. And the people, crazy. right? Everyone was so nice there. Like, uh, there yeah. was not just one or two people we met there. Like, there was, like, if you listen to this, probably not, but De Kaiser, Nikolai, Tristan, yeah. who even stayed with us there and slept, uh, not with us, but next to us. <laughs> and the next morning, he, uh, he made us breakfast. It was yeah. oh, just it was amazing. Nice. And, it was really and, nice. and many more super nice conversations and people, um, We met there, yeah. and and so easily everyone was so open. And uh, usually, I'm not always having a good time with small talk and things and getting in touch with people. But they were also um, inviting and friendly and open. So, um, yeah, we definitely want to come back to Bielefeld. I would say. Very much so. Very much so. Maybe next year we'll manage. Who knows? Okay, I think that summarizes the, the top moments of the year. It was, uh, yeah, we all know now, I mean, to locate the date, we are towards, we're in November 2021. A lot of things that we wanted, we wanted to play way more concerts that we managed, but you know, we need to respect the situation with the pandemic. Um, let's see what the next year brings to us. And I think this leads us to the second point, which is the bands that we couldn't stop listening philip tell us your your three bands and the albums if there are specific albums you're listening to yeah my my top three bands um death death from above 1979 um we once already talked a bit about them in the uh, sentences when we were talking about duos very nice band um very 
They're they're from Canada, right? From Canada. Okay, yeah. Like I, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was United States or Canada. Yeah, they have a very nice sound, a very aggressive sound, very dry, very direct. The drums super loud and um, very nice singer. The drummer is singing very interesting to me also as a, a background trying to sing drummer. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, very good to see how 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 yeah how someone is is doing that and um, how he's moving and. Um, uh, turning his head to sing blah 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 turns a bit nerdy now but um, yeah that that band definitely um, a tip um, if you want to listen to something with a very nice sound um, and also if you like duos the bassist has an amazing sound very nice attitude as well yeah very nice energy like um, and I really like this aggressive destroying sound like very dirty very very brutal like amazing yeah. very nice um, also, I um, checked out the new album from Royal Blood called Typhoons. It came, I think, in March. And I was very surprised because I had the feeling, okay, they get their pinky face. That's um, <laughs> probably a face every, for some reason, every band, rock band, kind of gets it. Muse has it. I don't know. I think also the mm. new regime, Foo Fighters, everyone is coming to a point where they make some. I don't know, dancey, groovy, disco-like stuff. And um, to be honest, I'm not always convinced by um, by other bands when they do that. Like there were many, like, like the new newest Muse album, I was not so much into it, like some songs. But um, with Royal Blood, I was surprised how well it worked because I knew them as a very rough rock band. And now they came into this disco thing. And I have to say it was... There were very nice tunes. Like um, uh, I can definitely say that um, "Limbo" is a very nice song. And uh, what's this other song? The single that was there earlier already. This very groovy one. What was it called? Typhoons. Uh, yeah, not typhoons. The other one. Trouble coming. Troubles coming. Mm. Yeah, troubles coming. Limbo. I think definitely. It's the opening track, right? Yeah, definitely worth it to check out. And um, the last band that I'm just listening probably the whole time now since three months is um, the German band Van Holzen. I'm still super flashed about them. Kyle probably cannot hear this anymore because I'm telling him every <laughs> every time I'm coming with something new from them to the rehearsal, like, oh, look at this and, and here and there. But yeah, my, my deepest respect to, to those guys because what what they are doing... In this age, how mature they are, how how far they are in thinking, reflecting, and talking, how 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 nice the topics of the songs are, how good the sound is, and the energy of those three is amazing. It's a trio, and they are playing together so well and so tight, and with a, such a nice sound. And I never saw a, a band in that age which is so far already with everything, um, and. Yeah, they have my deep respect and I'm loving to to listen to their sound. They're, it also goes a bit into this brutal death from above. I can't even, Im, even imagine that they have some influences also from the sound from death from above 1979. Mm. At least I as a stalker saw that the drummer liked death from above 1979. So, <laughs> Can um, you say death from above 1979 one more time? Death... <laughs> 
such a nice name also. Can, Huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, they make fun about this when they would hear that, right? Could be a nice drinking game always when I say death from above 1979. Then yeah, you have you to take drink. a shot of tea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's um, to try to keep it short. Those three bands, I can definitely recommend to check them out. Now, Kayo. My turn. I'm going to start with the obvious one for everyone who knows me, which is the Foo Fighters. Oh, yeah. They released uh, this Medicine After Midnight album. Uh, as Philip said, it's their oh, dancey. Oh, sorry, I talked bad about it. No, you yeah, right he talked about bad about it, just and now I'm going to talk good about it. Ignore what I said. Please. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not the typical Foo Fighters record. There is, I honestly don't think that lyrically it's super inspiring. I feel like, in a way, it, it was more of an album. They tried to do, put, put the twist of the, the dancey moves or the groove into sort of a lack of lyrical inspiration, in my humble opinion. Uh, it gets repetitive. Uh, there are songs that I honestly, like, melodically really like, just because it's, you know, Dave Grohl driving the wheels. We all know his style, right? But uh, lyrically, like, for example, Waiting on a War, I think it's the name of the song, it's... It's a nice, melodically beautiful song, but it's just a bit too repetitive. So still, I really like the album. Uh, not probably the strongest from the Foo Fighters, but I listen to it a lot. I'm, I'm super obsessed with them. So anything they bring out, I will check. And I recommend it. It has a lot of fun moments. It's a very dancey album, as I said. And it's as they say themselves, it's sort of a party album that you put in when you're having friends over. If you could have friends over, of course. And... And enjoy it. So that was a pretty nice one. And of course, they also did this uh, album afterwards covering the BGs, which is a lot of fun. It's amazing what they did there. So I absolutely would say you need to check it out. Do you um, have a specific track from that album that you would say that that one is the nicest? They there is one called "Holding the Poison," which, in my opinion, is the nicest one. It feels like sort of classic Foo Fighters in a way. It's, uh, parts of it remind me of early albums from the Foo Fighters. Parts of it remind me of Wasting Light, which in my opinion is the best album from the Foo's. Oh yeah, I love it uh, as well. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, next one is Devin Townsend. Probably I would say one of my, I mean, in the last five years I discovered his work. Uh, I read his biograph uh, biographical book recently and I'm quite obsessed with the guy. He is just brilliant. He's like, I don't know. He's genius. He the, he does all sorts of music. He you have albums from him that are very instrumental, kind of chill songs. Uh, but he he became famous because of his um, sort of death metal, uh, very heavy music that he does. He's I don't know. He has everything. He's just amazing. Uh, and he released an album, I think it was last year or 2019, called Empath, which is, I don't know, sort of a symphony in a way. You know, it's a long album. There's a song, a last song of the album has 23 minutes or something. Uh, for people who don't really like metal, it's probably not recommended, not something you would definitely enjoy. But it's not like a heavy uh, album. There's a lot of passages through the album that are quite light and quite beautiful so i mean devin Townsend is a guy i am probably if i could meet someone to just you know hang uh for a dinner or something it would be him like he is the most in inspiring artist I've, i've ever discovered to be honest so yeah check empath out and last but not least to finish with some uh heavy 
record is from Gojira. They are from France. They're brilliant as well. They released an album called Fortitude and they do, yeah, heavy, heavy metal, uh, a lot of Guturo sounds and just brilliant. If you like metal, like me, check it out. Philip, probably you won't enjoy checking this one, but instrumentally also it's, uh, they are very intricate. It's some, sometimes it's not like I always like Guturo, right? But I like the instrumental of, of metal a lot, like heavy guitars, uh, low tune guitars, yeah, um, which are definitely fast also drums. elements of the bands that I was calling, right? I think it's also yeah, yeah. fair to say, right, that there's a connection sound wise yeah. uh, that is not that you not can say, oh, I don't like metal, but I really like alternative rock. I think it's pro connected very well also to the aggressive sound that we have in this other bands as well. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, we, we end up trying to bring a little bit of this uh, to our, our stuff as well, slowly. Um, what did I want to say? Oh, also, the drummer from Gojira is uh, Mario Duplantier. He's, I don't know, he plays absurdly well. Like He does all sorts of very weird patterns and rhythms that are, I don't know how he does it, but he's, he's a genius. So there you go, my three, three bands, three albums that I couldn't stop listening this year. Okay, yeah. now we are um, wrapping up. And last point to wrap up, Philip, what is your one wish for 2022? It's hard to say one wish. Of course, I have a lot of things that I would love to do and to have next year. But I think mainly it's, yeah, for everyone, of course, the corona situation getting better. I think that's that's the main thing and from the evolving from this wish of course for our band that we can play definitely more again and get in touch with people we wish for this already so long and uh, have to wait um yeah nearly two years now already of, of course we had some ex exceptions with the tastyville this year and stuff but still we um really want this like finally getting in touch with people again and meeting them um, on stage and next to the stage afterwards having conversations and have this more and um, just have a good time with the band and really living the band life that we actually want. Um, that's my wish for 2021. Spot on. I actually go in the same direction, to be honest. When I was thinking of this, I, I was obviously thinking of releasing new material, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, writing. We have a bunch of stuff written that we just didn't move uh, for several reasons, but uh, yeah, releasing new materials was for sure one of the things, but even more than that is playing, playing really concert. I think we are all about this, right? We always, since we started playing together, it was pretty clear to us that we are a live band. We like playing on stage. We like uh, meeting people and playing for people. So yeah. I, I really wish and I hope the next year we can do as many gigs as possible. That's that's clearly the thing I have in my mind right now. Very nice. That's uh, a good way to, to end up this episode number 12 already. Man, it feels like a long road. As you all know, we try a lot of different things with this podcast um, and we we are still very new to the world. So as always, um, when you're listening to this and you have questions or you, you find something weird or you have ideas or you like something very much, please, please tell us. And um, 
uh, yeah, get in touch with us. We love that, and we also want to, um, yeah, to make this experience um, as interesting as possible, also for others. And um, yeah, for that reason, just want to um, round everything up with these words. Um, and uh, next to that, of course, um, our channels. Kayo is saying something about this now. At least I just force him to do that. <laughs> of course, you can find us everywhere on the internet, but mostly our key channels are Spotify, YouTube, and Instagram. That's where we actually pay more attention to update and uh, kind of actually those three platforms where you are constantly looking at. So yeah, if you like our stuff, please follow us on those platforms and please share with friends, family, and everyone else. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of 2021 and I'll see you next year. And I hope everyone is staying healthy and uh, we are looking forward to the next year. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>